Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. To Hail Dear Old Pod. We're just two guys being dudes talking about dogs. It is June, Wednesday the 14th, and uh, sports are over, Jeremy. There's no more. There's no more sports. Uh, track and field wrapped up this weekend, and of course, the Diamond Dogs were finally outed of postseason play uh, this weekend in Baton Rouge in their Super Regional. Um, so it's kind of sad, sad day, no more sports to talk about, uh, this, we're just gonna have to start getting weird with it, but I, I fully believe that you and I are capable of going down, uh, that road, if need be, um, but yeah, no more sports, but we'll, we'll recap, uh, what did happen this weekend, and Jeremy, even though we did lose, and we were knocked out, I'm incredibly proud of this Mississippi State baseball team. Yeah, uh, to go with what you're saying, it's it's, a, it's that sad time of the year. It's mm-hmm. it's a rough time. Uh, hate it when the sports end. Usually, as dog fans, that means uh, dogs have been eliminated from postseason playing baseball around June every year. It's a sad time because once again, the dogs uh, they they showed out. Uh, they really gave us uh, something to watch. Mm-hmm. It was it was it was a year a lot of us didn't see coming. Uh, many, including some on this podcast. Uh, and raised to uh, right here that I, I did not see this team going as far as they did. So I mean, it was uh, I, to be a fan of this, to be a fan of this team, uh, to see the team we had, to be able to talk about the team that we have. Uh, it's been a joy for me uh, these past uh, many months that we've covered this baseball team here on this podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. We really kind of started this podcast uh, kind of at the back end of a uh, basketball season, so we really didn't get to dive that much into basketball, and we obviously didn't get to cover football hardly at all except for the spring game. So. Baseball has kind of been uh, our calling card for this first part of uh, our podcast that we're kind of still getting, working out some of the kinks in. But uh, it's been great to cover this team. They've given us a lot of good stuff to cover. Uh, not all great, mm-hmm. uh, right. but, some, but for the most part, you know, you, can, you just can't be mad at the product. I mean, this is a team that, you know, what, they were supposed to be rebuilding. Uh, coming off a, a 2016 team that uh, was a national seed, uh, made it to the Super was supposed to be to, got upset in the supers, mm-hmm. uh, then had lost, I believe, eleven to the draft, along with a number of uh, big signees mm-hmm. that didn't make it to campus. I mean, just for all intents and purposes, and you lose your coach. Yeah, that's you how you lost a new head coach. coach. Yeah, 
Yep. Lost head coach, lost two assistant coaches. Right. Uh, I mean, you're literally just depletion across all fronts. And, I mean, this is a year that you look at and say, man, this is this is a rebuilding year. I mean, you don't want to say it's like, you know, starting from scratch, but, you know, it was, it was definitely a team that had a, had a few pieces, but, you know, the, not everything was there. We didn't – We had, there were so many question marks, you just hoped that they would just kind of figure them out along the way right. slowly. But, lo and behold, the, these dogs just came out and fought, and they showed that, you know, what – what they lacked in maybe not so much talent, but uh, maybe a little bit of experience and yeah, just you know a little a little bit of just baseball acumen. Mm-hmm. Uh, they made up for in grit, which is a word that's been defined this team. I think if yes. there's one thing that yep. you can define this season at, it was a gritty season. It wasn't pretty. Nope. There were uh, there were sweeps by the dogs, but there were dogs getting sweeps. Mm-hmm. There were uh, big upsets by the dogs. There were dogs hang giving up eleven runs in eight innings in SEC tournaments. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, you, you covered all the bases, so so to speak, uh, mm-hmm. no pun intended, uh, by <laughs> nice. this team. That was nice. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it was it was it was a joy, you know. As a safe fan, that's all you can really hope for is just to have a team that uh, you hope to root for and continue to watch in June. And so this dog team delivered that. So can't can't really be too disappointed. Obviously, you're disappointed in the result. You want to see this team go as far as they can and win a national championship. But uh-huh. this 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 team nonetheless deserves all the praise in the world. Right. Um. Just just for a recap, the the Super Regional, um, Baton Rouge Saturday night dropped a heartbreaker. Uh, I wasn't I'm fortunate enough uh, for me. I wasn't able to watch it. Uh, I was at a dear friend's wedding, enjoying that, so I didn't get to just ball up in a fetal position and cry my eyeballs out. They 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 led the whole the whole game three nothing. Uh, the, the dreaded eighth inning rolls around, and sure enough, the dogs allow a four-hit inning. We lose that one. We lose that one four to three. Sunday rolls around. Yours truly is in attendance. It's that place. That place is pretty intimidating. I would say the second most intimidating uh, ballpark I've ever attended. The first being Pete Taylor Park at Hattiesburg, right? Right, right. There is there is no louder environment than four thousand fans screaming at you <laughs> uh, to the top. <laughs> it's really intimidating. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, that that game started off so badly, and then of course we had that one uh, come from behind, or comeback inning. So you kind of got hope, and you kind of we kind of sat there, you know. Hey, all right, we're in this now, and then. You know, as quickly as we were in it, we were out of it, and we just kind of sat there and told ourselves, you know, it could be worse. But we enjoyed the rest of the game. We got rained on. We got heckled by some twelve-year-olds, which is always fun. <laughs> we got Tiger Bay chanted at us. I always wanted that to happen. Uh, not nearly as cool as in football season, I bet, but uh, still, it, it was nice to be acknowledged, and um, it was a fun time. It was a fun time. Yeah, we didn't win, uh, but. This this baseball team, this 2007 baseball team, has just. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it, and it, and it might. I don't know if it's gonna upset people or surprise people, but this probably might. This might be one of my favorite Mississippi State baseball teams, just because they they never quit. You know, they never stopped fighting. Sure, they they probably you know weren't one of the most talented we've ever had but they were they were always good for a mild heart attack and <laughs> it keeps me on you're not, re- you're not really living unless you're having mild heart attacks right 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 that's, that's, yeah. 
That's why we are Mississippi State fans. We like to live life on the edge. <laughs> but but uh, I'll, I'll throw this question to you. First year under under the Canzero era, did he meet your expectations? Did he fail to meet your expectations? Did he surpass your expectations? What is your final thought on this past uh, season's team? This season's team, it's 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 hard. Like I said, there was just so so much that went wrong for them off the field that affected them on the field to where it was just so hard to really be judgmental. I mean, I, like I said, I don't want to sit here and tell them, like, man, I can't believe y'all got swept by Arkansas at the beginning of the year. And then, you know, I don't want to look at them and be like, oh, I can't believe y'all gave up 11 runs to Florida right. to lose that SC tournament game. Like, right. this, was, this was just a team of, you know, not I don't want to say misfits because they're Mississippi State players and they were mm-hmm. recruited and they're, yeah. and they're good players. But, I mean, you, know, you had a lot of guys that were role players being asked to be – he, I mean, big players for us. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. But you, you, you put, you know, what's what's the old saying? You put some stone against each other, and you're going to have diamonds come out. I don't really know what the saying is, I, but that, I, so. I don't think I've ever heard that saying before ever. <laughs> yeah, you put pressure on a rock, and you see sometimes <laughs> the diamond comes out. Pretty sure I've heard that somewhere. It's the RG RG three quote: "No pressure, no diamonds." I, I yes, think it's yes. What you're trying to to come across as saying, yeah, but that's true, that's true. You know what, we, we had a bunch of rocks at the beginning of the year, and, <laughs> okay. and they got put under an enormous amount of pressure. I'm not saying every one of them came out was a diamond, but, you know, you had somebody like, I mean, I, and I, I, I me saying this, I don't want to knock him. This is not me knocking him. I know you're probably going to take this as a knock, but it's not. Cody Brown. Don't knock Cody he, Brown. I'm not knocking Cody Brown. Okay. What I'm saying is Cody Brown was in his – Forty years prior to this, he was the role player. He was. He, played, he was. He played a lot of positions. He batted around, you know, six to seven in the lineup. He was always that spark in the lineup at the back end. Mm-hmm. He was a great utility player. He mm-hmm. played left field. He played right field. When somebody get hurt, he go to center field. He did it all. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, this year, he found himself as a redshirt senior. I mean, still expected to be a leader, but not only a leader, but he was expected to bat cleanup for us majority of the games and expected to do something at cleanup. I mean, mm-hmm. he was hitting, having eight home runs that won us ball games. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's a guy right there that, you know, you put a little pressure on and be like, hey, Cody, I need you to do a little more than you've ever done in 40 years. Right. You know, and he and he stepped up and absolutely shown. A guy, a guy like uh, that another a frequent guest of this podcast does not like, I have no clue why, but Hunter <laughs> Stovall. Uh you know, he he had a topsy-turvy year, and, and I say this to him. I know, Boy, you know he, he's he's lying, he's lying to make, a, you know, a few blunders every once in a while. But, I mean, you think about the kid got hurt. You know, he, he hurt his leg. He got hit in the hand. He had so many adversity thrown to him, and yet he just kept toughing it out. And he mm-hmm. found ways to get back into the lineup. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, he found his way batting lead off for us in the yep. Super Regional. Yep. So, I mean, uh, if, if that doesn't tell you about this team, that there's players like that that – yeah, you might would have said, man, if they could just be like the role players batting seven to nine in the lineup and just getting an occasional hit. No, these were guys that were literally thrown at the fire and came mm-hmm. out just awesome on the yeah. other side. Yeah, you know, leading this team, and mm-hmm. so I was, I was super proud of them. Like I said, this was a team that got so much pressure. I mean, especially coming off the 2016 year when you had such a great team, you had so many names like Dakota Hudson. Uh, Nathaniel Lowe, mm-hmm. uh, Austin Six. I mean, you have so many names, and then you look at this team, you know, the day one roster, and you see the starting lineup, and you're just kind of like, yeah, I don't recognize like half these yeah. players. So, I mean, it took me a while. It took me a while. It was it was tough for them to really have to like follow that up. But mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I, I hate to say it because <laughs> I mean, I, I love the 2016 team. I put them on my Mount Mount, Mount Dogmore, but uh, 2016 team, 2017 team, both made it to the Super Regional and got swept out. So that's very true. I mean, very true. You know. 
Both team both teams are just as good. Both teams did just <laughs> as good as they could. Uh, obviously, one got upset, but I mean, yeah, I will say that 2016 team should have won the College World Series. That's 100%. just, but that's that's. I'm a firm believer in that. Had they beat Arizona to get to Omaha, they we had it. That, that, that was it. That was a it was very it. lackluster field in Omaha. We would we would have just odds on favorite. That it was yep. us. That was us. That was our year. Um, I agree. Yeah, 1985, 2016. Year. Yep. Add, add it to the board. But um. But but I do want to say this though. Uh, like I said, with all that in the past, I know you guys, uh, the, the future of this team with Canizero at the helm mm-hmm. couldn't be brighter. Right. Uh, I know I know that's not a hot take to say because a lot of people <laughs> are high on Canizero, right. so I'm not going to not gonna shock any listeners right now with this conversation and uh-huh. what I'm saying right now. But uh, I just want to say it out loud that I'm a big Canizero. Uh, we got our selfie with him and his wife. Uh, yep. they're, they're friends of the pod, obviously. Uh, clearly, uh, yeah, clearly. And I, I'm, I'm just big in him. Uh, I, I, he's got these guys playing hard. Just imagine what's going to happen. No disrespect to this team. Just imagine when he has his kind of guys in this lineup when he's able to get his recruits sometimes, right? And uh, get a little bit more talent on this team. Uh-huh. Uh, just imagine what Canizero is going to be able to accomplish. Oh, yeah. Just just imagine what he's going to be able to accomplish when he doesn't have six pitchers, as or has more than six pitchers. When he has a full bullpen, look out, guys. We're we're talking multiple natties. I'm just going to yeah. say it. I'm throwing that out there. Which I, I believe we're going to dive into that a little bit later uh, yes, we'll with some get, Twitter yeah. questions. Right, but uh, right. as far as just a general uh, general convo, I want to say I cannot wait to see what Kenner's is possible. Uh, I'm very excited that he's going to be the coach taking us into our new stadium mm-hmm. that uh, I believe now is, you know, they started, they broke ground on it in the last week or two, I believe, or they're about to sometime in the next couple of weeks, hopefully. Oh, um, no, yeah, I have a. Um... There's a picture. There's a tweet I, I screen uh, screenshot. It's uh, from Joe Coleman. Uh, breaking all 2018 MSU home baseball games would be contested inside the confines of a steel cage, requiring pin submission or escape. And there's a picture of a <laughs> of, a, of a steel fence surrounding the whole uh, ballpark. So hey, that fits in perfectly with with our with our, our, our wonderful segment. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Sure yeah, but yeah, they they did just break ground, um, so that's getting underway. And what a what a gem of a park that's going to be. Um, I will I will say this: I'm very disrespected by uh, members of the social media world, especially you know journalists out there. That for the last two weeks, like during rain delay of the at the Southern Miss, they kept saying, "Well, if the rain lasts too long, let's just have a fight between the coaches." Well, I'd love <laughs> to see that. And then, and then this past weekend again during the rain, they're like, "Oh, let's just have them fight, man, Aaron Canizero. Let's see what happens." I'm like, guys, we are already talking about this. Okay, say, did, respect. They, did they credit us? They, they credit did us? not credit us at all. There was zero accreditation. Mm-hmm. Uh, respect, respect the biz a little yeah. bit. Respect yeah, the biz guys, come on. What That's it's a called, bit childish. I That's a little bit childish. We've been talking about that for a while. Yeah, uh, we, we kind of own that segment of the the world out there. Right. We 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 own the head coach fighting other head coaching segment. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Back please, off. Please credit hell, dear old pod. Uh, cease, or we will cease and desist. Yes. Or lawyer up. Credit. Yeah, yeah. Lawyer up. Lawyer up because we're coming for you. Um. <laughs> but yeah, going off what you said about um. Just Canizero being a really good coach, a real players coach. I don't know if you saw the interview, uh, the post game interview with uh, Brent Rooker, Josh Lovelady, Cody Brown, Canizero. They were all on stage, and you know Brent's just 
you know, giving the highest praises to Canizares, saying, you know, this guy's he is the guy, he is the best coach in college baseball. He will win, you know, Mississippi State's first national championship, and he's going to win multiple. That was a quote from Brent Rooker himself, and it's and it's hard to go against the SEC Player of the Year's uh, thoughts, uh, in my opinion. I, I don't I don't think you can really debate that or argue it. But yeah, future future's very bright. I'm I'm so excited for this next season uh, with a healthy bullpen. I'm gonna you know it's gonna be really nice to not have to see Cole Gordon on the mound ever again <laughs> in my lifetime. I pray to the Lord Jesus Almighty that that doesn't happen. Um, I just it was it, it it was rough. It was rough. I love Cole Gordon, but don't step on the mound again, or I'll I don't know. I'll throw something at you. Um, but yeah, do, dogs dogs lose that super regional in Baton Rouge. Um, it was a great. T- I mean. I, I know that sounds terrible, but it was a great time. I had a great time pulling pulling for this team. You know, it was fun. And to, to, to sit here and say, you know, with this team, we were, what, two games away from a College World Series? That's incredibly impressive uh, given, given the injuries that we've had to uh, overcome this season. So I'm incredibly proud of this team. Um, you know, I wish the best for Brent. Uh, for all other players that may, you know, leave for the for the for the league, um, but I'm excited. I'm excited. This team. This I'm, I'm a huge Canizero guy. I will follow him blindly into war, and uh, we look forward to t- 2018. Jeremy, I believe we also finished up our season in track this this yeah. past weekend. How'd that go? Uh it was. Mixed bag of results. Uh, not, didn't win a national championship. Darn. Really was hoping to win that. Yeah, you can't win them all. We did it. We did have a streak broken. Uh, apparently, I think it's the last five years we've had a national champion in oh. an individual event. The last five. So I mean, right. You know, we we have we have a good track program that, uh, like I said, did, didn't finish probably as strong as they would have liked. Uh, we did have two good performers in Logan Boss and Tiffany Flynn received mm-hmm. first team All American honors. Okay. As Boss finished fourth in the high jump and Tiffany Finn. Ended up finishing, I believe it was eighth in the triple jump. Okay. Uh, so that's enough to learn all American honors by the rules of the NCAA track and field committee slash whatever they are. I don't really know what the bleeding body is of track and field, but uh, yeah, okay. still. Um, I know I saw today. It was actually a tweet that came out today that uh, that the uh, Mississippi State women's. It's like when they combine the cross country and track and field because there's two separate teams, but they get to pulled together for like an overall program mm-hmm. our team finished 10th in the country wow so uh hey yeah that's that's impressive that's, that's pretty good really good like yeah. that's really good uh so i mean there you know what like i said it may not have been the strongest season but uh, i know there's a lot of building blocks being laid down uh a lot of these people that were doing well in the regionals that qualify for nationals a lot of them were juniors and sophomores and freshmen so i mean it sounds like we got a lot of good talent coming back mm-hmm. uh like i said the, they will train last season to only uh Run faster, jump higher, and throw things farther. So, uh, yeah, hey, you know, let's, work. let's make that happen. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, good, good on, good on you for the All Americans and tenth, tenth in the country. That's that's pretty impressive. In the country, that's pretty good. That's yeah, you know, top is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, not a numbers guy, but that's uh, that's pretty good. All right, let's um, let's get into some questions. I believe. No, 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 no. We're gonna go. We got a, we got a little. This is why we can't have nice things. Ah, we do. Yep. Yeah, uh, this yeah, is kind of this is kind of continuing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is a this is a continuation of something I brought to the forefront. I believe two weeks ago, and right. one of my favorite, but sadly, sad one of my favorite segments, just because right. I hate talking about it. Yes, uh, this is why we can't have nice things. Mario Kegler, mm. uh, he, he was apparently reported to be visiting Baylor. Uh, so all that talk of us wondering what was going on with the transfer about nobody really talking about it about. Uh, Eli Wright ended up taking back his transfer to be on the team, so I guess there was always that kind of hope that, like, okay, maybe Mario will, like, figure it out and be like, okay, I need to stay here. Well, apparently he's visiting Baylor, and they were a team that recruited him early, so he already has some connections over there, so, Mm. you know, probably very good chances that when he transfers, he will go to Baylor. Mm. So, you know, it it stinks. So he's pulling pulling a reverse Lawrence Roberts. Is that... Yes. Oh, wow. D- yeah. Didn't even make that connection yeah. until just now. And yeah. That, that really Pulled bummed that me out. Pulled that one out the hat for you. Wait well, a- that's a bummer because yeah, Lawrence Roberts was yeah. literally one of our best players of all time. So, <laughs> so it's okay. So it's okay. What about that, the one of that, Baylor's best? That, that kind of, wow. <laughs> that really makes me sad. Like, yeah. I was I was already hurting because this is why we can't have nice things, but now <laughs> I really am hurting because this is why we can't have nice things. Uh, yeah. Wow, man. I, I wish, I mean, you know, you wish nothing but, but the best for him. Uh, you know who probably was, had something to do with it? Oh, don't say Kim it. Mul- okay. Kim Mulkey. Okay. I bet she did it. I swear. If I have to see it. Oh, well, hey, we actually, we don't have to see her ever again. Well, unless we play him and beat him in the NCAA tournament again. But uh, Kramer's gone, so no more Kim Mulkey on SEC Network or at an LSU game. So, silver lining there. But R.I.P. R.I.P. <laughs> oh, man, I, that's, that's going to be... Like, very depressing for ESPN that they don't get to tell us that, uh, you know, Kim Mulkey is Kramer's mom. They're gonna have to, they're gonna have to find a new celebrity mom. I did realize that uh, this does occur in other conferences because two weeks ago during our regional, I was on a bit of a vacation, right. and I was down on the coast, Florida coast, and I was watching the Texas regional. They were in Long Beach. And did you know that Texas has a guy by the name last name of Clemens mm-hmm. playing for them? Mm-hmm. Uh, fun fact, his father is Roger Clemens, oh. former pitcher for the Yankees and oh. for the Red Sox and okay. for the Astros. Uh, and, yeah, so what I found was every time that guy literally was shown on the TV, within three seconds, oh, there's Roger Clemens. Hey, did anybody know that he played for the Red Sox <laughs> and for the Yankees and for the Astros? He got shown like 19 times, so Roger Clemens, congrats, congratulations. You and Kim Mulkey are in that category of annoying uh, parents that are have athletes that are mediocre athletes because obviously they will never surpass what you are. So, well, yeah, Kramer Robinson and true. Roger Clemens' son are probably destined for the life of minor leaguers, but, uh, you know, you really think, you think You think Kramer's not going to have a shot in the, in the big leagues? I don't know. He's pretty good. <laughs> He's pretty good. I saw him make that remarkable catch uh, Sunday night against Stovall. Stovall just drove one like a few feet above shortstop, and Kramer just leapt up and got it. That was that was a mighty fine catch. But maybe, maybe he'll just be a minor league guy. Who knows? 
Um, one, one, one can hope. Right, yeah. One, one can hope. Um, so, yeah, that's why we can't have nice things. Kim Mulkey is uh, taking revenge on us and taking our men's basketball players away from us. So, <laughs> our, rivalry, what a jerk. our rivalry with Kim Mulkey literally will not end. We will... <laughs> we will just fight her to the day we die. Um, thanks a lot. <laughs> Next up, let's get into some questions. We had some Twitter questions, uh, a few good ones from a few good people. Um, but first, Jeremy, I need I need you to know this. Uh, somebody commented on our uh, episode last week, and they mm-hmm. said here they said. No, you can't put 700 trillion golden retrievers in the U.S. If you do the math, there's only 100 trillion square feet in the whole 50 states. That's math, Jeremy. There you go. It's not sounds possible. Like, sounds like Scientology to me. No, when I'm, you okay. Know, no, don't my, take, don't my, take religion built, this. I'm, bi- I'm built on faith and, <laughs> and belief. And... uh I don't well, believe your voodoo magic. When has okay. this podcast ever been about math? We're not words just, guys. We're not math guys. So I'm I don't understand saying, why you're throwing numbers at me I'm like that saying, matters. I'm just saying. I think I think you you owe you owe me and you owe Dal an apology. So whenever you want to admit defeat and tell us that hey, I'm sorry, I was wrong. You know, just feel free. I, 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 I owe you, I owe you nothing, and I, I will see you in hell before I apologize. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll, I'll I'll be waiting on that apology. Just. Any day now. Any day now. Going to be waiting about a long time, buddy, because that's uh, not coming. Because give, give me 700 trillion dogs and I will 100% fit it in this country. That's just, well, mathematically it's impossible. It's proven now. It's science. Uh, let's mathematically, get... Brent Rooker should not lead the SEC in every statistical category. Okay, well, that's. Oh. Don't. Oh. Don't. Oh. Oh. Wow. Just... Wow. Well, he does. Oh. He does. Oh. So oh. he does. Wow. Wow, that's crazy how that happens. Mm-hmm. Things just happen. Yeah, but you can't, you can't fit seven hundred. I just, broke, I just broke your entire. No, you system didn't. No, down. you didn't. No, you didn't. Mathematically, he sorry, did because sorry, he did. I'm sorry, we don't. I'm sorry, we don't live in the matrix over here. Okay, now you're just being obtuse. All right, <laughs> let's get into some questions now that we all know Jeremy's wrong. Uh, <laughs> this one, Daniel Black. Good friend of the show, good friend of uh, me on Twitter, at least. Um, <laughs> not, not real life. We not not, per- not personally. <laughs> not personally. Well, I haven't met him yet, so. <laughs> but it's, it'll happen. It'll happen. Uh, Daniel Black's got a few questions for us. Uh, first, he says, I'm currently in Wisconsin. What is your favorite kind of cheese? Jeremy, what's your favorite kind of cheese? Oh, man. Put you on That's the spot a tough here. one. Yeah, put you on the spot here. What do you got? What do you got? I mean, I gotta go mozzarella. I would think. Ooh, yeah, mozzarella. Mozzarella. Okay, that's a good one. That's a good one. You want to know the correct answer though? <laughs> yes, lad. It's, tell me the it's correct the answer. it's the string the string cheese the pull cheese the pull Ew, cheese. No, that stuff. Ew, no, that's no. great. That's great. I could eat that all day. Uh, no. Yep. Yep. Mozzarella is no. a close second though. <laughs> I like that. Uh, Are you kidding? Mozzarella is number one because that is the number one appetizer you can get at Applebee's, which is a quality ooh, establishment. Hey, yeah, where you can get a good two. Applebee's is yeah, Applebee's is the new golf course. Business America said that. You ever yep. read that magazine? It's a good one. Yep. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, Daniel Black. Uh, his next question, follow up. 
what is your least favorite kind of cheese? The string cheese. Oh, it's trash. Yeah, okay, okay. Now, see, <laughs> I was, you know, I was right about the dogs. I was right about the seven hundred trillion dogs. Now you're just being, you know, spiteful. Uh, my my least favorite kind of cheese. Um. Oh, my least favorite kind of cheese. Uh, what's that? What's this? The really smelly? Is it blue cheese? Isn't it? Isn't that like practically mold or something? Blue cheese is like the crumbly cheese, right? Yeah, yeah, that's gross. That's gross. Don't don't give me blue cheese or I'll smack you in the face. Blue cheese is gross. <laughs> he's okay. He's got another one. Thank, oh, you, thank you, Daniel, for these great great questions. By the way, um, the third one, final one for him. Daniel Black says, I've dined in one restaurant in my Wisconsin state so far, and they don't have sweet tea. Should I hate the state? <laughs> no, you shouldn't hate the state. You should hate the entire northern part oh, of the country. Starting, I know. Starting a border I, war, huh? <laughs> uh, I was in Ohio this past weekend. Uh, shout out Jen and Matt. Okay. Love y'all. Great wedding. Yeah. But Hey, thanks for the invite, yes, Jen and Matt, they, by the way. Ooh. It's whatever. I had my own hot, wedding to go to. Hot, I would have chosen them over you anyways. Tape. Yeah, whatever. I'm not mad. I'm but, mad. Uh, but yeah, went to a restaurant there. Again, I asked for sweet tea. They said, we have tea. Ugh. I Again, tea. I was just like, this they is... They have tea. What is this, this England? Is this Eng- yes, in apparently, England? Apparently, they live in England. So, right, uh, yeah, okay. yeah, that's... So, Daniel, it's it's not... It, yet yeah, correction. You should hate Wisconsin, and we should hate the entire northern hemisphere of this country because... They don't understand wait, what's wait, going wait. on. We're, they, we're in the northern hemisphere, though, as well. Just hate the whole northern states. I think we're getting a little yeah. like civil war here. I don't, I don't like the way this is going. <laughs> just, just be mad at them. Don't hate them. Last time we hated them, we kind of um, bad things happened. But I'm, I'm in agreement with that. Hate Wisconsin. Yeah, hate them. They don't have sweet tea. Hate them. I also hear a lot of northern states don't have root beer. That is a travesty. I will I will fight tooth and nail. How can you not have root beer? That's what I'm saying. That's that is blasphemous. How do you not have how do you not have root beer or sweet tea? Get it together, Do they not States. have nacho cheese too? Oh don't they probably don't. Ooh, I bet they don't even serve queso dip at their Mex- Mexican restaurants. Could you imagine? Th- think about that. Oh, you know what? Nope, I changed my I changed my mind. Daniel, my favorite cheese is queso cheese. That's a winner. No, nope. that's a winner. No, nope. I'm changing it. You are. Nope, can't changing do it. it. I just did. Locked in. String it's my cheese. My show. I can do can't it. I do want. It. Nope, it's, it's unlocked. It's thrown out. Oh, it's, uh, string oh, cheese. Oh, it's just your second. show now. Yeah, just yeah, your yeah. show. Yeah. Well, half, okay. Half, but I can do what I want. Um, queso cheese. But I'll yes. take. I'll take half the show and the divorce if it comes to that. <laughs> just, just know that. Okay. Whatever. I'll, I'll take the hail deer part. Okay. Well, then technically I get the pod part. You understand that, right? So you just get two words, and I get a podcast. Yeah, Smart yeah, move you on your part, old, you, you, you just get old pod, and people are going to think you're saying old pod, and so they're going to be like, that's, that's, I want the new pod. Yeah, okay, sure. Uh, but yes, Daniel, hate Wisconsin. That's um, that's pretty, pretty awful that a state doesn't serve sweet tea. Uh, next up is Justin Strawn, who is the managing editor of the lovely site for whom the cowbell tolls, which we uh, get to put this podcast on. Uh, it is the platform ben, for which I'm a, we... I'm a big we, fan of for whom the cowbell tolls. I'm a huge fan. Yeah, well, you should be. It's, it's pretty great. 
Um, Justin asks, what Mississippi State team has the best year in 2017-18? That's a good one. Jeremy, who do you think? Ooh. Yeah, and this is all any, – any team. Any, any team. Wow, that's a tough one. It is. Uh, that is a tough one. I mean, but – as things have now planned out, I'm, I'm not going to lie, I was ready to go with a different team, but because of how things have played out over the last couple months, mm-hmm. I'm flipping it. Okay. I'm going I'm going baseball. Okay. Baseball. Yeah, I'm, right. I'm going to go. I'm, but I'm going to say postseason for all three. Postseason for all three being football, baseball, and basketball? What, what postseason, three? Postseason for all. For all. Okay. Okay. Correction. Right. We're, we're, we cover that's hey, that's on me. We cover yeah. all sports. We're not like <laughs> some other podcast that might just cover just like the major ones. Everyone's <laughs> making the postseason next year, but I'm gonna say baseball has it in them to make it a little bit deeper. Oh, so, dang, man, so what would you say? Ah. So, so deeper would be Omaha. You're saying the dogs are making Omaha next year? Because you can't make it deeper than the super regional. Well, I mean you can, but it's Omaha. That's not deep enough. Okay. <laughs> so what, they winning the national championship? Yep. Okay. okay. Hot take. 2018 national championship in college baseball, Mississippi State University. You just Lock heard it, it in. Here Lock it in. You heard it here first. Uh, hey, guys, I know it's early. Clear your 2018 June dogs by 90. <laughs> I'm all for that. I'm all for that. Uh, with me, let's see. Mississippi, which which Mississippi State team will have the best year in 2017-18? Uh, I'm going to say the women's basketball team. That was my I, other I, Yeah, I'm, I'm going to yep. say the women's basketball team. They, they they bring back a lot of that team that played for a national championship this past season. Uh, we we still going to have itty bitty. We're still going to have Vivians. We're gonna we're, we're gonna reload. You know, we lose McGowan and. Uh, you know, all, all those seniors, but I, I really believe we are a powerhouse in women's basketball now. We keep, uh, we keep McCowan. I thought we lost Richardson. That, that's what it is. My, my fault, my fault. We, we, lo- we keep McCowan, Richardson's. Uh, Richardson and uh, uh, Chapel, they, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, they're gone. Um, and Okori. We lose Okori. Okori, yeah. Yep. Okori, yeah. Yep. But we do keep McCowan, so that's, yeah, that's even better. Uh, yeah, this 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 uh, women's basketball team is it in my eyes. I think they have the best chance to get back to a Final Four again. So I, I'm going to say the women's basketball team. Out of all the teams, you know, we cover. I truly believe they'll they'll have uh, the best season uh, next year. Next up, we got a couple questions from Will Lawrence. Uh, his first question is, will Mississippi State have a baseball signing class after the draft is over? I mean, technically, yes. It might not be as big, <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, we'll have one. Um, we did lose. We lost a couple of really good guys in the first night of the draft, Monday night. Um, I think we lost a few more uh, Tuesday, but... We still have a very strong class, and I, I think I think we're going to be we're going to be okay with the uh, the boys that end up uh, signing and uh, stepping foot in uh, Duty Noble. Jeremy, 
What do you think? Uh, to answer, yes, we will have a signing class. Yes, yeah. uh, that mm-hmm. was well. That was a silly question because yes, we will have a signing class. So be more specific. Will. So, props, props for us for getting this one right, one hundred percent. Yeah, we uh, nailed that one. Nailed it. That was that was that was nailed. It. Uh, but as far as your point, uh, yeah, we got depleted. Uh, we got hard, hit pretty. We got hit pretty hard just from the standpoint of. Uh, I text you and Dow in our lovely group chat that is uh, identified by a certain LSU player that will remain nameless because I hate him. Um, right, right. But we we got hit, so we lost we lost Rooker. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was rough. We lost um, a high school outfielder mm-hmm. first round. That's tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, we lost a JUCO first baseman. That's tough. Yes. Uh, mainly because you look at it, you lost, you lost Rooker's the first baseman, and you lose probably who you're hoping to replace him with a JUCO guy. Okay, it's okay, you know, not the worst. We got another Juco first baseman behind him. That'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Well, come Tuesday, what happens? We lose that Juco first baseman. Right. Uh, he gets drafted eighth round. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was rough. And then we lost another pitcher, uh, Juco pitcher, that I really had heard some really good things about uh, as well. So, I mean, all in all, it's looking like we might end up losing around five. Uh, but we ended up, we did find out on Tuesday, there's one kid uh, by the name of Jordan Anderson. Right. Outfielder. Yes. Uh, hear lots of good things about him. He is a very... Um, athletic, very quick outfielder. Uh, many of the scouts have been high on him. They thought he was going to get drafted higher, but he might have had a number that was just a bit too high for some teams. Uh, but everywhere I looked at on message boards and on scouting boards uh, across Mississippi State affiliates, I said this guy should come in and contend for an outfield spot. Okay. So uh, it's great to get him. And then there's, I'll give you two other names that I'm really hyped about. If you are on the message board, you probably heard these names. But for those of our listeners that aren't as familiar, uh, Brian Hutchinson and jo- uh, John Mason. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian, Brian Bryson, sorry, Bryson, Bryson Hutchinson is yes, Bryson is a uh, freshman first baseman slash right-handed pitcher. Okay. He's a kid that can come in. He's huge. I'm pretty sure he's like six six two forty. Uh, he has a big build to him. He plays first base, but a lot of people think his he will end up on the mound. Where I believe I read an article that said this summer or this past fall, I believe. He was throwing as high as 96. Uh, so the kid can bring the heat. He's always got a big build. you got to think maybe if he gets in the right you know, weight training program, he can add even more uh, miles per hour. So, I mean, we're talking about a kid that has the build of a starting pitcher as, like, a huge guy, um, got a big frame to grow into. Uh, if, I mean, if we need him at first base, it'd be great. But, I mean, when the guy's throwing 96, you kind of just want to, like, unless he's like a Hunter Renfro and he's just a super athlete, which this kid might be. But, I mean, if the kid's got a good throwing motion, I want to see him on the mound. Yeah. Uh, and then John Mason, a Juco guy that mm-hmm. uh, I was I, – I looked into him, and it sounds like what happened was he was a freshman at Juco, and he was throwing like 96, 97. And then he had that stupid injury that we love so much on this podcast, Tommy John. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe he, like, went and camped with Wes Johnson somewhere. I'm not saying it happened. He I'm probably it like happen. He probably just, like, saw him somewhere. And just by yeah. looking at him – his shoulder just gave out. Exactly. Whatever, whatever the uh, injury hurts, I don't even know, but yeah, whatever. So he misses his entire sophomore year at Juco uh, due to Tommy Johnson. We will get him. Uh, he will be able to pick totally. I'm assuming it'll be this fall. Uh, and like I said, he was throwing 96, 97 when he was a freshman. So, I mean, if he comes back and can throw that, that would be great. If he can throw just even a little bit low, you know, hit that 94, 95, that would be a great arm to add to our uh, our arsenal that we obviously need of pitchers. Yes. So, uh, those are those are some names to keep an eye on. Obviously, we'll have some other guys. Uh, there's a lot of good. There's this is a really good class. Like even though we're going to probably lose, I think probably around five guys, mm-hmm. uh, signees wise. Yeah. Um, 
still a really deep class, uh, a lot of contributors. We got a lot of outfielders, which, you know, I love me some Van Sal and some uh, Elijah McNamee, but yes. I would like to see, you know, I, let's need some competition out there. You know, yeah. if they get, if competition makes them better, I want to see that, and I think that's what we need. Uh, we're going to have to replace a catcher and a first baseman. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we have a catcher in this class. Uh, and uh, it sounds like we, like I said, you got Dustin Skelton, but. Uh, like I said, we're we're going to be searching for that. So you know, we got we got a lot coming out of this class. We got a lot of expectations, but I think we'll lose about five when it's all said and done, if it, right. based on when I keep hearing around from the guys that we lost on Tuesday and Monday. Mm-hmm. But uh, getting the rest of that class is uh, startable is going to be huge. Yeah. Uh, combine them with the talent that we already have up there. Uh, combine them with the uh, seven pitchers that we will have coming back off injury, right. which is like getting a new recruiting class. Very excited. So yeah. yes, we will have a class, and I think it will be a very dandy one. All right, there you go. Very, uh, very good answer. The next question uh, Will Will brought up: uh, Should Jake Mangum come back to school? Why or why not? Jeremy, thoughts on this? Yeah, I think he needs to come back. Uh, he's he's your prototypical slash hitter, which is uh, hit or miss in the major leagues. Uh, I've read on a couple of places, and I tend to agree with it. You know, sometimes the MLB, they just want to see a little bit of pop in the bat. They want mm-hmm. to see you not just, you know, when you think about Jake Mangum getting his doubles and triples, it was when he was hitting it, uh, kind of like finding just like random nooks and crannies down the corners. Right. Um, he needs to be able to hit the ball into the gap and get doubles and triples that way, which he didn't really do a ton of this year. Uh, so I think it, it would be good for him to come back under a guy like Canizero, yeah. who's a great hitting coach. Canizero can kind of maybe change up a few things, tweaks here and maybe his stance or maybe his approach. Mm-hmm. And if he can start, you know, if he can get maybe, you know, 10 more doubles, 15 more doubles next year, uh, and maybe even crank out maybe three or four homers just to show those major league scouts he's got that pop, I think that could really elevate his draft stock. So uh, I think I think it would be good for Mangum to come back. And he's already an elite hitter, but to learn from somebody like Canizero, who right. we saw Brent Rooker make the jump from, and I'll put it in the stand, standpoint of he literally went up a 1,000 picks in the MLB draft from last right. year to this year, and it is yeah. a first-rounder. Canizero yeah. gets results with guys who buy into him. So mm-hmm. I would love to see Mangum buy into the Canizero way. He got tested a lot this year by having to be moved around the lineup. I'd love to see him come back and say, I want to lock down that leadoff position, but I want to lock it down with an ability to uh, not only get on base, but you know, hit some gappers. Let's get let's get him into second and get him in scoring position. Yeah, I'm going to say I'm going to say yes. He should come back um, solely because we need him. <laughs> he's he's been a great player yeah. for us. Uh, like you said, he's 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 a great slap hitter. Even if I think it's a little bit too aggressive, and sometimes it results in a lot of outs. Um, yeah, we we need we need him back. Uh, you know, if, if he really wants to elevate his level of play, I th- I think he needs you know a couple more years here in Starville, especially under a coach like uh, Canizero. Uh The next question we got is from Corbin. Corbin's a good friend of the show, good friend of For Whom the Cowbell Tolls, uh, contributor for it. Uh, Corbin asks, what is a Netflix series that I should watch? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say uh, House of Cards. Great show, great Netflix show. I need to watch the newest season. Yeah, great one. Uh, Master of None, brilliant, brilliant show. Uh, One of my favorite comedians, Aziz Ansari. Really funny guy. I love that show. And, of course, if you haven't ever seen The Office, what are you doing with your life? You know, do that right now. Uh, watch The Office. Jeremy, 
what Netflix series uh, should Corbin watch? Uh, well, I'll admit I'm a, I'm a bit of a nerd, and uh, one one thing I think if if this guy's into this in any way, uh, if he's into the Marvel uh, movie series out there, like the Avengers, um, Captain America, Black Panther coming up, all, all these movies that right. are coming up, what he doesn't, what he may not realize is there's actually a TV series on exclusively on Netflix that'll actually probably be showing up in some of these movies. Possibly, there's been rumors about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is uh, Jessica Jones, right. it is Luke Cage, okay. Daredevil, and the Iron Fist. So and all it's those? four different TV shows. Okay. All those I've seen, I've seen them all. Uh, some of them have multiple seasons. They're all really good. Netflix, like I said, they're Netflix exclusives. Netflix does a really good job with all their shows. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, I would recommend much so like you just said, uh, Master of None, big fan. Yeah. Uh, House of Cards, huge fan. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and much like like you just said. The Office is no-brainer, and then if you'd like The Office, another no-brainer, Parks and Rec. If you have not watched Parks and Rec, what are you doing with your life? <laughs> Literally, Office and Parks and Rec, they're hand-in-hand, two of the most intelligent and hilarious shows in all of TV, and if you haven't watched them, binge-watch them now. I recommend yeah. those overall, for sure. Oh, yeah, another another two, of course. Um, the, two, the two stand-up shows for Dave Chappelle, absolutely hilarious. Love those. And if you're into if you're into just some weird dumb comedy, uh, I strongly recommend Trailer Park Boys. If you've never if you've never watched Jeremy, I know you haven't seen Trailer Park. Boys. You said I haven't. No, yeah, I, I know you have. You have you seen Trailer Park Boys? Yeah, I'm like I've seen every episode. Oh, well, okay. You learn something new about your co-host every day. I did not. You don't strike me as a Trailer <laughs> Park Boys kind of guy. But uh, that's just, that's a hilarious show too. Bubbles will quickly be one of your favorite characters ever. Trailer Park Boys, Dave Chappelle, The Office, of course, Parks and Rec, Master of None, House of Cards, all the geeky, nerdy stuff about superheroes, Jeremy just said. All of those are great. <laughs> Jeremy's Jeremy's giving a thumbs up in agreement. So, yeah, any one of those. I hope you wrote those down, Corbin, because they're, they're A-plus, A-plus shows. All right, we got one more, one more question. And it is from Brian. Brian asked us, give me a way too early preview of our 2018 baseball team. Well, I think we said it earlier, national champions. (laughs) I feel like Brian's wanting an in-depth analysis and I'm prepared to do that. Because, Brian, this is a great question. I've been wanting to do this for so long. Just don't, don't go off on a tangent. Let's... Can I give you a starting? Can I just give you a starting nine and a starting rotation? Yeah, go ahead, do that. All right, a catcher, Dustin Skelton. Right. I like this kid a lot. I think he's an elevation. He's not the leader that Josh Liddy is, obviously, because he's younger. But he has way more talent, and I like him a lot. I think he's going to be the cornerstone of our catching position for the years to come. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like Harrison Bragg. I think he's been. I don't think he's going to draft it that high. I think he'll come back and he will solidify first base. Ooh, I like uh, he's that. A big, He's a like big that. dude. He's got big pop. He hit a homer at LSU this past weekend. Which uh, I saw live. Yes. I, li- I like his upside a lot. And if he can figure out this summer how to consistently hit the ball, uh, he could be. he's going to try and replace, not replace Brent Rooker, but try and well, yeah. uh, provide some of that output that Rooker was known for. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got Stovall at second. Obviously, we know we're getting out of him. Greediest player on the team. Right. Uh, I'm going to make, make a bold statement right now. Uh, uh, it has not been decided yet, but I'm just going to go out here and say I hope this. I think Gridley comes back. 
Ooh, uh, yes. Greatly comes yes. back, turns down. Uh, yeah, I don't believe he's been drafted yet. He's falling. Not bad. I don't know what his knock is because I seriously think he's a great player. But uh, I would love for him to come back and prove the scouts wrong, uh, have a great year at shortstop after already having a first-team All-SEC year. So I'm going to say Greeley comes back. You know, Luke Alexander, third. Mm-hmm. I think he's a huge pop. He's going to be a power bat in our lineup. He'll go somewhere this summer and figure out his swing, much like Rooker and all of them have in the past. I think he'll come back strong. So Luke Alexander, uh, third. Say, Luke, Luke Alexander, third. Okay. I'm going to say Elijah McNamee in left. Uh, okay. He really solidified that position yes. this year, made yeah. his own. And I, I like his ability to get timely hits. And he'll he'll throw in the occasional home run. I can mm-hmm. see him being like a five to seven home run guy next year. Okay. Uh, obviously, Jake Mangum's in center. Right. Uh, we know what we get with Jake. Mm-hmm. Everything about him we love. Mm-hmm. Uh, big fans of his. Well, yeah, I'm except he's, he's too aggressive at the plate. But, yeah. We love everything by, else. By some, by some people of this podcast, others mm-hmm. think he's perfectly aggressive. Okay, well. Uh, and then I'm, I'm going to throw down the gauntlet right now. I'm going to say maybe not immediately, but I think about, like, SEC play. I'm going to say this Jordan Anderson kid is locked down right field. Really? I hear wonderful things about okay. him. I think we start a freshman. I think Kenneth Jones and Kyrie is going to reward a guy that deserves it. And I think this Jordan Anderson kid has got all the hype. He's a he's a fast guy. You're not going to lose anything defensively, which Canizero is going to like. Uh, and then I think he's just another guy to go out there and really prove it. The DH position, I think you're going to end up seeing Marshall Gilbert, who's a catcher for us. He's a signee, a JUCO guy. Uh, he had 12 home runs as a JUCO uh, sophomore catcher. He's got pop. We, we're going to need some pop in that lineup. As much as you might would say Van Saul would be the leading candidate, I think Van Saul will probably rotate in with Jordan Anderson for a while. I can see, obviously, Van Tyl will probably start out there, but I think that uh, this Marshall Gilbert, he provides pop, which is something where we're going to lack in our lineup next right. year. Uh, and then starting, you got Connor on Friday. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that Denver McQuarrie is going to figure it out this summer when he goes probably like Cape Cod or somewhere like that. He's going to get his walks down, which is really his only main issue at this point. I think he figures out a way to get, be a Saturday guy. And then a name that I can't wait to see back on the mound, Keegan James. Is going to be our Sunday guy, a guy that pitched a lot as a freshman, mm-hmm. pitched really well, had high expectations going into this year, and stupid West Johnson just ruined him. Uh, I love our bullpen. I feel like names like, uh, let's see, who was I thinking of the other day? Names like Ethan Small, Noah Hughes, Jared Padgett, Graham Ashcraft, all coming off injury. Right. They're going to solidify that bullpen along with Spencer Price, along with uh, uh, Riley Self, along with any of the JUCO guys we have coming in. Uh, I just think it really sets up for a really promising team. Uh, it's going to be a deep team for the first time in a long time. We're yeah. going to have people off the yeah. bench we can go to so many different ways. All the recruits coming in this year, 2018 National Championship. Sorry, <laughs> did I go off on a tangent? Did I tangent it too much for you? <laughs> no, that was good. As long as you end it with 2018 National Champion, uh, I'm fine with that. But, yeah, uh, no I, I think I think the future is incredibly bright for this 2018 team. Um Canizaro said it himself in his post-game interview. The uh, you know the expectation is another super regional. The expectation is Omaha. It's the College World Series. So uh, look for this team to be you know better next season, have plenty of depth, and make another deep run. Uh, sky's the limit. Sky's the limit. So let's go get it. Um, let's let's finish this show up, Jeremy. Let's get into Doghouse and Top Dog. Um, I'll start off, uh, doghouse. For me, it's a personal doghouse. It is driving eight plus hours in two days. It is that, that, that was very, um, 
very time consuming and very uh very tolling on my uh mental health and capacity. I'm worn out, I'm tired. I didn't get home from uh Baton Rouge until three thirty in the morning on Monday. It was rough. I had to go, you know, up to Jackson Saturday to see to see uh, my good friend get married. Saw a good friend by the name of Dow Green. Sunday we drive a good three hours from Jackson to Baton Rouge. Uh, you know, meet up with some more friends, watch the uh, the the game two of the Super Regional there, and drive another two and a half hours back to the Gulf Coast of Mississippi where I reside. So eight plus hour driving, you know, throughout a weekend. Kinda kinda sucks. So that's that's my doghouse. Jeremy, who you got in your doghouse? Uh my doghouse I'm gonna go a little off eight and just say that it's just kinda one of those things that just kinda irks me. Uh we went on a big tangent about it earlier in the infancy of this podcast. I'm putting bubbles in my pod in my doghouse. Bubbles. You know what's going to be? You know what's going to be in Omaha this oh, year? Oh yeah, freaking yeah, bubbles. Yeah, because Texas to... A&M, a team that we beat two out of three mm-hmm. at their freaking ballpark, is mm-hmm. going to Omaha because they got the most cakewalk of a regional, the most cakewalk of a super regional I've right. ever seen. Right. Playing Davidson, a freaking four hey, seed. Hey, we said it. We we broke the story already. It's voodoo. It's witchcraft and sorcery. That's how they exactly. Got that's how they got there, and Thank I, for one, will not stand for it. NCAA, do your job and ban bubbles from TD Ameritrade Park unless you want to see the Aggies win the national championship. Because If, if they don't, I'm going to be so mad because the minute I see a bubble come across my screen, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to punch it. Yep. And, that's, and yep. that's detrimental to my health. So, NCAA, my future medical bills are on your payroll. <laughs> right. Please, please pay for his uh, hospital uh, visit. Because you're gonna make him hurt himself. Thanks a lot. <laughs> All right, who's uh, who's your top dog? Oh, my top dog this year, or not this year for this week, right? Uh, 2018. Oh, 2018. that's what I'm going with. 2018 is my top dog because the hope and everything is back, and I guess uh, it's a little okay. hope. Yeah. Uh, kind of it's pairing with 2018, but I'm gonna say 2018 because I think. 2018 is going to be a huge year for the entire Mississippi State sporting franchise. Okay. Uh, we got Nicky Fitz leading this on the gridiron. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got Howland going into his third year. Right. Uh, you got the re- the returning uh, runners-up in the women's college basketball team. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got an elite baseball team that's going to be coming out there. We have an elite softball team that's only getting better. Oh, yeah. Uh, we have a dynamic two pair of tennis teams that I, yeah, that's true. I can't wait to see. That's very true. Uh, Nuno Borges, mm-hmm. have you heard of the guy? Because mm-hmm. he's probably coming back to lead us to what Pretty could be good. another national championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got track and field. We have soccer, which we love to cover and we've oh, yeah. always covered so well. <laughs> uh, we got so many teams out there, guys, and we can't wait to finally dive into a full year of this podcast. Um, yeah, so 2018, I think the, the future is so bright for our entire sporting complex mm-hmm. out there in Starville. I cannot wait to cover all these teams. Uh, like I said, we're obviously very excited about football. We never really got to cover it as as a couple guys being dudes. Obviously, football is definitely ingrained in our blood, and oh, we we'll yeah. love to talk about it. But uh, I can't wait to talk about all the uh, fall sports. You know, mm-hmm. we got we got we got some soccer. We'll talk about. We'll get mm-hmm. the infancy of basketball teams. Uh, it's just going to be a lot of fun, and I'm very excited about that. So 2018, 
Can't wait for you to get here. But you know what? We're also going to have a little bit of a weird summer uh, with this podcast. <laughs> We're going to keep it strange, keep yeah. it interesting. Yeah. So don't go anywhere. Don't think that this is the last podcast for a while. We're still coming back next week and the week after that and the week after that, all the way up until finally we have something relevant to talk about. We will keep you entertained. We have a plan. I mm-hmm. promise you that. Yep. We'll do our best to keep you uh, keep you interested, keep you uh, a part of a part of our listening crew. My top dog. It's 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 simple. It's Andy Canizzaro. What he did with this with this team this season. Just I can't stress it enough. It, it's it's amazing. It's very very incredible. Second straight super regional. This was his first year as our head coach, and we get to a super regional. We make it out of a, a Hattiesburg regional where nobody gave us a chance. I think preseason, you know, people were expecting us to finish at the bottom of the SEC when it came to conference play. And for a majority of this season, you know, we competed for an SEC regular season championship. So I'm just incredibly proud of Coach Andy Canizzaro uh, for what he has done in one year with, you know, not, not as much firepower as we thought we would have coming in, with, especially with our bullpen. So, uh, Andy Canizzaro, you are my top dog, and I'm incredibly, incredibly happy to have you as our head coach, and um, very, very happy to see what happens going forward. Uh, and that'll do it. That'll do it, Jeremy. You got anything to add before we tell these lovely people goodbye? Uh, nope. No last words. Okay. All right. Well, all right. Short and sweet. I like it. That'll do it. That'll do it for us this week. We'll get back to you next week. Who knows what we're going to talk about. We'll have to just find anything. We're, we're going to go dog hunting, and we're going to find some mm-hmm. dogs to talk about. We'll, do, we'll, we'll find something something state-related. So look, look uh, forward to that. We'll get back to you next Wednesday. Oh, and um, hey, 12-year-old LSU Tiger fans in Alex Box Stadium. I hate you. Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.